Hey, man. Good morning. Good morning, dude. How are you? Doing good. I'm doing good. We are all set to go to the lake house this weekend. We just found out we're rained out. So I was doing better. I would have said I was doing great this morning, but now I'm just good. You know, it Rain is the bummer, man. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, momentum. Mindset. Nothing, nothing worse than being stuck at the lake house, just sitting there looking at the lake and it pouring. <laughs> and it's pouring rain. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the world of real estate, and we can pick off where we left off last week. If anyone wants to check out part one of our investment mindset, investment strategies uh, series, we have part one. That was episode seven. Um, was it eight? Oh, it was eight. It was eight. Episode eight, which was the, our last released episode. And then um, <clears throat> this one is going to be part two of investment two. mindset and strategies. So, um, and, and to quickly review what we talked about last week, uh, it, it, we kind of did an introductory uh, dive into people's, the, 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 it was just an overview. There's people have many, many different strategies. People have many different ways of looking at investing their money in real estate. And, um, and historically, and I know we touched on this historically, real estate has been the most popular and uh, financially, monetarily rewarding uh, investment uh, strategy in, in the States. So yeah. Yeah. This, uh, this is a little bit more nitty gritty and, uh, I want to I want to kind of pass things off to you because we have we have a couple different uh, couple different strategies that we want to dive into and the first one up is house hacking and I I want to pass it to you because you've actually you've actually done this like you you've house hacked it um yourself so take it away man yeah I mean there there's so many different strategies here to get started with um with real estate and one of the easiest ones um to uh to get the ball rolling rolling and to gain traction to build that momentum is to house hack mm -hmm. and it's a term that i think was coined by bigger po bigger pockets yeah. podcast yeah. if you haven't listened to them give them a listen they have a lot of really interesting information on Real estate, that's actually how I got started. Um, as I was landscaping, I'm listening to bigger pockets, getting all fired up on the mower. Oh, yeah, one day, man, one day, you know, <laughs> <laughs> bigger, better things. <laughs> um, but house hacking. So buy a house. Um, you could do it a couple different ways. You can buy a house and you let's say it's a three bedroom. You live in one of the bedrooms. That's your space. And you rent out the other two rooms. Yeah. You have buddies, you know, you, you you kind of vet them out a little bit first, figure out their financial situation if possible, and then they move into the other bedrooms. What does that do? Well, that subsidizes your mortgage, mm -hmm. brings down your mortgage. Mm -hmm. So if your mortgage is 2000 a mm -hmm. month and your buddies are paying 500 per room, now you're paying a thousand bucks per month out of pocket. Yeah. And, and there's some, there's some real benefits doing this on the financial side because you because you're using it as a primary residence you don't have to put 20% down uh, to purchase the home and you could finance it um FHA you could use a VA loan you could put you could put almost 3% I mean conventional you could do 3% conventional and, and, and percent FHA yeah yeah and and it's and it could be something that is really financially feasible because like you said you can split the rent with a roommate uh, for people that don't have 
someone who immediately wants to jump in and, and rent with them from their sphere. What are you, what are you seeing people do to find quality roommates? It's, it's a scary world out there, man. Like <laughs> what, what, what do people do? Do you put, do you put an ad and I'm, I'm just wondering out loud here, do you put an ad out in Facebook marketplace? I see those all the time. It's like looking for a roommate, looking for a roommate. Uh, yeah. I'm actually working with somebody right now who's looking to accomplish the same thing, uh, running numbers for him. Um, actually, my brother-in-law, and he's looking to subsidize the the mortgage uh, with friends. Yeah, and you know, it's one of those things where if you know um, the the tenants, you know, air quotes. Uh, if if you know them, if you have a relationship, if you have that rapport, if you're friends with them, it makes it a heck of a lot easier. Because these are people that are sharing, you know, common space. They're sharing the kitchen. They're sharing the living room. If they're messier people, it's going to be a pain in the butt. Um, so the more that you can know about these people, the better. Uh, yeah. I think even throwing something out on Facebook um, and there, there's a lot of desperate people these days. There's a lot of people who um, realize how expensive rent rents are yeah. in our area. You don't kind of get a crappy um property for fifteen hundred bucks i mean under two thousand really doesn't get you much of it any. doesn't no nothing nothing i mean anything under two thousand is if it's a two-bedroom holy cow the state of it if it's a one oh, yeah it's still it still ain't great yeah yeah so gracious, man so i tell people it's like geez don't feel bad about charging 500 bucks for a room or even maybe maybe a thousand bucks for a room Depends on the space. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're not going to find a place for a thousand bucks a month that is of the same tier as having access to the entire house. Yeah. You know exactly. I mean? exactly. So you don't feel, don't feel bad about it. And it subsidizes your mortgage. If you want to own a home, home ownership is something you want to pursue, but you can't pay that, that, uh, that monthly mortgage. Yeah. Bring friends in. Bring it's a great in. way to house hack. And you're touching on something as well, where if you live in the home, you yeah. don't have to consider, you don't, have, you don't need an investment loan. You don't have to put 20% down right. as long as it's owner occupied. Now, yeah. if you do this on a property that is anywhere from one to four units, uh, anything that's five units or above would be considered multifamily or like commercial property. You need separate financing commercial for that. Loan, right. Commercial loan, exactly. But anything from one to four units, you could live in one of the units, owner occupying it. You have the expressed intent of living there for one year, mm -hmm. live in one of the units, you rent out the other three units. That's yeah. cash flow. Now, if you can cash find, flow. we'll talk about deals here in a second, finding deals. Yeah. But man, if you can get it at the right price, that those other three units are sure as heck probably paying your entire mortgage. If not, you're making cash flow. You're making money every month in addition to what you're paying on your mortgage. And seeing on so, appreciation. And and now you've got now you've got in a property, you haven't had to put a ton of cash out the door. You're because yeah. they, they can look at the and, and you can pre-qualify it because they'll look at the income of these other units as income for you to help you actually qualify to purchase the property. Yes. And, if it's and, taxable income, if it's taxable, right, exactly. And and then the other thing is you're, you're probably looking at a, a point better, at least on the interest rate, because Precisely. you're using it as a, a primary home. Love exactly. it. And, a, and what I also love about this one, and you, you've made this clear, I want to just hammer it home. This is beginner level. Like this isn't something that is really complicated or is really difficult uh, to get started with. This is something that anybody can do 
it, you don't have to really be nuanced or, or, or educated in the nuances of, of real estate investment. No, it's a great way to, um, to kind of open the floodgates and, and get it started. I've seen multiple people do this. Um, people in my friend group, um, you know, we read about it all the time, but we yeah. see people in real time doing this and it's a great way to get started. I love it, man. So let me keep going here. So I want to move on. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about the birth strategy and that last one, man, I, I get pumped about it. Cause it, you're, you, you nailed it like square on the head. It's a great way for people to get their foot in the door in, in the game of owning a home. And, and I, that's what gets me pumped about that one. I know I can't do that right now in my season of life. Yeah. I'm actually a little bit, a little tiny part of me. It's a little <laughs> envious of the people who can. Uh, I, I couldn't convince Claire to rent out our basement or rent out a room in our house. It's probably not happening. Um, but for people in a different season of life or have a have a spouse that's open-minded to doing that, great way to, to to make some passive income and it's not gonna it's not gonna be like an explosion of return no. but it can make no. things affordable it makes it affordable but you know to quickly touch on that um if you have the family and you can't be sharing space you could always still buy that four unit or that duplex let's be reasonable here you know duplex you live on the top you take that top floor because you don't have to hear people walking around on the bottom. Yeah. You rent out the bottom unit. And now you could you could literally put 5% down. Yeah. Purchase that property. Yeah. If you can find a duplex for 300000 um, work with uh, work with an investor, work with a real estate agent who can help you find that deal. Yeah. Hey, you have your own space. You have your own entrance. And that might be a little bit more palatable than- yeah. You know, out a house and, and renting out bedrooms to friends. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Yeah. I, our, um, well, Jeff here in our office, the, the owner of moments, he, he went and purchased a property, um, in Harleysville and it was a side by, it was a twin and it had, it had two doors and it would, I looked at it myself. I was not in a position to purchase it at the time, but I looked at it and thought that is precisely what I will be purchasing when I have the funds. Needed a bunch of work. He got contractors in, totally redid them. Market rent on one side, cleared the mortgage. Oh, <laughs> that's I, crazy. I was, I was blown away by that's it. That's so crazy. And I'm like, I'm looking at it like, oh my goodness, if I was, if I was just in a different, if I was in a different position at the time, I could have lived on the one side, could have lived on the one side free, free. The other side paid the taxes and the mortgage. It's like, yeah, just <laughs> stuff. Now that tenant is paying down your mortgage. Yeah. You're living there free, thus the term house hacking. Yeah. And that tenant paying down the mortgage is now you're building equity. That property, you're you're building equity and the property is also appreciating in value. So there, there's so much here, so so much return to be had. Yeah, agreed. Well, let's um let's keep going here. So there's the the Burr method, uh, buy, rehab, rent, refinance, repeat. Um, and that that's something that is a little bit, what's the word? Uh, you need a little bit higher of an experience level and yeah. takes more effort. More Can, capital. More capital, right. So what's, 
what what does this look like? Is this? I mean, I guess where this starts is, and I'm, I'm, we know where it starts, and I'm saying I guess, but I I know where this starts. You have to find a property that's discounted. Like you have to find something that's a bit under the market value and needs improvement, where you will see a, an actual return on the improvement. Yes, that you do, and, and and the money you put into the property to get it to get it fixed up. Yes, yes. So, um. You, you can do this a number of different ways and you you hit the nail on the head there. The way that you make this work is by finding a property that is priced under market value. Yeah, You can work with a real estate professional to determine what's called the ARV after repair or after rehab value of that home. So that way, once you put the improvements into the property, what is the value now with the improvements being added to that property? You don't want to over-improve it. Because right. if you over-improve it, now you sunk more money in and your return on your investment sucks because you put more into the property than it's actually worth. Yeah. So what's really important is determining that ARV value. What's the value after the improvements have been added? Now, if you can buy it at a cheap price below market value and you improve it, now that difference there is is cash that you get to pocket once you sell that home. Yeah. So that's, that's really that Burr method uh, in, in brief. Um, now you can work with a, uh, wholesaler. Uh, this is what a lot of investors will do. Um, and a wholesaler is simply somebody, they're deal finders. Yeah. They are, they pound the phones. They have access to, um, sometimes proprietary information that they pay for to see, um, if there's pre foreclosures, um, and, and distressed sellers, sellers who are uh, about to be underwater and they need to sell the home ASAP so they can avoid foreclosure and bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, so they're going to find these sellers. And what they'll do is they'll put the home under contract and then they'll flip that contract at, at a certain, they'll put the home under contract at a certain price. Then they'll flip that contract to you as the investor who's going to purchase it for more than what they put up the right. property under contract for right. they right. that difference is what they pocket that's how they make their money and then if when you're paying what you're paying as the investor is still less than market value it's a deal for you it's a deal for the wholesaler yep. also benefits the um seller because they get to avoid foreclosure yeah so everybody wins all, all three parties win and then now you have a wholesaler bringing the property to you, which is a deal that could be under market value. And yeah. that's when you can really make those improvements or just flip it as it is, carpet, yeah. paint, put yeah. it on the market. And, uh, you know, it's cash. Which which is kind of skipping ahead to the next method that we can talk about is flipping it. And, and what we want to what we want to quick back up and review on this is. When you put that when you put that money in to improve the property, you find a tenant, and then at that point you pay for a refinance. And you oh, can, my bad, we're talking about Burr. Yeah, yeah. so you would pay yeah. for a refinance, and we would we would pull the cash out because you've now improved it. You bought it here, and yeah. now it's worth here because of the improvements. Yeah. You pull the cash, right? You you've spent a certain amount of money, and 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 the strategy here comes in is you got to be smart enough to know, hey, if I put Forty thousand dollars into a three hundred thousand dollar property, I can sell it for four hundred, or its its value is four hundred thousand. Meaning, I have a return on that money I spent, and that that equity that's now in the home, you can pull it out in the form of a cash out refinance. You you take that cash and you can put it into the next one. 
And now yes. you have a property that's producing hopefully some cash flow because you have a tenant in there and you've and you've created cash out of this opportunity to put towards the next deal. That's the that's the repeat in the yeah. and and one of the reasons why that refinance would be in there um is because oftentimes these properties that you're purchasing are distressed, right? Meaning they're not habitable. So if you don't have the cash to purchase the property in cash, you can use hard money to purchase the properties. You're going to pay a, a much higher interest rate on that hard money. Yeah. Uh, it could be 12%, could be 15%, whatever rates are at, but you're only carrying that note for a very short period of time. Or a short period. So once yeah. you've made those improvements to the property, the property is now habitable. You're going to refinance, refinance that property as soon as possible back into standard financing with a much better rate. Yeah. Yeah. And and you're refinancing because with the intent of finding a tenant on on that property with the Burr strategy. Yeah. Then there's the her strategy, PRR, primary rehab rent. And I'm in the middle of doing this one. And so are you. Yeah. <laughs> this is our goal with our current homes. It's it's to buy property as your as your primary residence while you're there, rehab it fix it up, make some improvements to it so that it increases in value and then rent it out. So we got in and and we bought when the, when everyone was saying the market was terrible, was going to collapse. We bought right at the height of the craze, but we, and we both bought within months of each other. It was, yeah. <laughs> everyone was selling the alarm. We did it anyway. And we actually got- you, you bought one of my listings. I did. I certainly <laughs> did. And I, I I'm very grateful that you gave us the opportunity <laughs> to put an offer in and, and I'm glad it, it ended up working out, but uh, what a godsend, what an answer. Probably closed on it a month before our daughter was born. So that so cool, that was, man, bro. That was it was to the to the day. It was a month. And you guys were still, you, you were competitive with your offer, but oh yeah. Oh yeah. Gave them you were competitive. It benefited the seller and everything, but now looking at what your property is worth compared to what you paid for it, man, it's pretty yeah. cool, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of nuts. So we we did uh, we did a fair amount of rehabbing on it. We put in um, new new flooring throughout the entire home. Uh, we we painted it. I did I I did the painting myself. Would never do it again. Never again, my friend. Twenty five gallons of paint. <laughs> I think I, I remember that. Those huge, like 10 gallon jugs. Yeah. It was brutal, but it was worth it. Uh, It was worth it because, and we did recessed lights in the basement. We, we painted the kitchen. We, we did. Looks looks really good. Yeah. It looks great. Yeah. New kitchen. Yeah. 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 So we, we got it at 226. The value of it is about 305. Yeah. And only uh, what, not even two years, two years, about two years. Yeah. Yeah. And you didn't, you didn't put 80,000 worth. No, you know, eighty thousand of improvements into the property. I, I didn't put ten. I I put like eleven. Maybe maybe it was yeah. eleven thousand dollars into the home. Yeah. So that's the power. That's the power of this strategy. And and my rate. I mean, this kind of the market kind of aligned to do this. And we talk about timing the market. It's it's nearly impossible. When it happens, it's great. It's nearly impossible to plan because nobody can really predict where the market's going to go. No one knows for sure. So no. But we we did we did it as well as anyone could. Our rate was three percent. Our our mortgage amount is about a thousand bucks. So that's including taxes and insurance. That's what comes out every month. And because it was a primary, yeah, we we were able to get it at that fantastic rate. And now when we rent it, we just saw one rent in our neighborhood at twenty three hundred dollars a month. 
So I'm I'm hopefully going to cash flow a thousand bucks a month when we when we choose to run out the property. So that that's a that's a sweet opportunity. And I think you're sitting in an identical, but like literally an identical uh, situation. Yeah, very similar situation. Um, same unit right down the street. Our neighbor is. Uh, it's on the market right now for thirty five hundred bucks a month for rent. That's awesome. now. Are they going to get that? I don't know. I think it's a little high. I think fair market rent's closer to three, but they might get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that'd be amazing. That, my mortgage is not thirty five hundred bucks a month. <clears throat> oh, it's crazy. So they, the, these units with cash flow, and uh, you might say, "Well, Luke, Jason, that's a different market. You know, you guys bought opportune time with lower rates, right?" Could be that could be the case, um, but it does. It shouldn't stop you from at least seeing what's out there, seeing right. what your options are. You right. gotta, you gotta take a step forward. You're yeah. always going to be in a position if you're thinking with a limited mindset of opportunity is uh, yep. there's an opportunity. You gotta start. You gotta buy the first property that opens the doors for other opportunities. Even if you're breaking even but you're still building equity in that property and you wait a couple years, you pull that equity out, you buy another property yeah. I and mean, you got to do something to get started. Yeah, you do. Yeah. 100%. You do. And, and the, the great thing about this is, you know, you're, you're, if you can have, if you can keep the tenant in there with minimal damage to the property over 10 years, like what I owe 160,000 on it right now, yeah, good amount. I mean, if I pull up an amortization schedule, yeah, we could find out very quickly. It's probably down what a buck twenty five, a buck twenty, in ten years, maybe even lower. Hmm. And it's like uh, now you're paying down. You're not just paying. You're not just seeing the cash flow, which you could put back into the mortgage. Yeah, they're paying the mortgage off, and as the as you the longer you hold the loan, the more the more they're going to chip away at that principal amount. Yeah. Less is gonna the less it's gonna go to interest. And, and inflation is excellent for debt holders. Excellent. You want to be holding debt. Yeah. As inflation increases, you mentioned tenants, and a yeah. lot of people um, would say, "Well, I don't know if I want to be landlords." And that's a good question. And my response to that is, "Yeah, maybe you don't." Maybe. There's a lot of there's a lot of headache that comes with being a landlord, and it's it can become a part or full time job for me. I want to make that my part-time job, which could turn into some type of full-time job down the road. That's yeah. that's really, you know, 20, 30 years from now, I want to be dealing most most of my time with investment properties, flipping, buy and hold. And I think moments um our brokerage really has uh has an eye for that as well. Exciting oh, yeah. things in the future to come with that. Definitely. Um, but we talk about tenants, right? And it's like, I don't know if I want that. Here's the thing. As it becomes less affordable for people to purchase a home, as rates go up, as prices go up, that means that more people are theoretically able to purchase. What that means is rents are only going to increase. Right. Because as less people are pulled out of that buyer pool, they're now forced into the rental market. Right. As they're forced into the rental market, what is that? What does that do to landlords? Well, that gives more opportunity to the landlord to be picky with the tenant that they'd be vetting. Now, 
we've listed a lot of rentals for investors over the years, right? <laughs> Jason's eyes are like, and I see it here with the leads <laughs> that are coming in. It's there's so many applications. We probably so, had two dozen applications in the last week. We had two rentals on the market, and one is getting the lease signed today, and the other, and this is the this is the struggle, man. And and I I'm gonna just take a minute to vent about this. We had we had a dozen applications come in on this property, and we selected an application, called them up. Oh, actually found something else. Sorry. And then there was the next, we went through the top five. And every single one was falling through and falling apart. So we've now we're now at six, and I'm showing her the property on Tuesday. She's never even seen it. She just applied online. So yeah, this is and and this is on week four of yeah. this rental listing. Like this is yeah, selecting tenants can be a real and and to your point about it being a lifestyle change. Just getting a tenant in the door, not talking about maintenance, not talking about those midnight calls. Hey, the the, the hot water heater exploded. There's water all over the basement. Like. Those calls aside, just getting somebody who's right in the door can be expensive and it can take a lot of time. And while that property is vacant, you're looking at, you're looking at, man, uh, taxes, lost income opportunity, all that stuff. We tell people to calculate about a 7% vacancy rate for every yeah. property that they hold yeah. every year. And we run, we run numbers for all investors who are purchasing uh, yeah. investment properties it's a it's a spreadsheet that we've created um really helps investors analyze these properties oh, yeah. but to, to my to my point with yeah it's difficult right it's difficult to find a tenant that sort of thing but as more people are being funneled into the the rental side because they can't afford to purchase yep. that's giving more opportunity to those landlords and they can be pickier right. with the applicants Right. Which means that you can maybe get a tenant who's willing to now put a year worth of cash up front. Yeah. Maybe they're maybe they're committed to a three year lease term. Yeah. Um, you know, finding that tenant who who doesn't have any pets, who has the seven hundred plus credit score. I'm showing actually a, a I don't really show many rentals, but I am showing a rental property today. And I called the rental listing agent. As we do anytime somebody's making an offer or looking at a rental before the showing. Yeah. And and I said, What is your client looking for? What is the landlord looking for? And she said, 700 credit score. We had um, multiple applications come through. This is a single family home renting for $2,650. And we declined every single applicant. And they can decline every single applicant because applications keep coming in. Which means that they can be pickier with the tenant. Now, my uh, client that I'm working with, they have income two hundred sixty four thousand a year, W two, and both of their um, credits are above seven hundred. Both of their credit scores, so the perfect tenant. That's going to work perfectly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So the landlords can afford to be picky in this market because yeah. it's forcing more tenants are forced into the rental market. Yeah, that's that's for sure. and it's a lot of people. And here's the thing, and this is what I try. If I'm sitting in the landlord position, I'm trying to figure this out. Is this somebody that's just frustrated with the housing market and is really a home buyer in a year or two when they're tired of renting, or is this somebody who's going to rent for a long time so I don't have to worry about filling up the property? But we can talk. I mean, we could have, bro. We could have part three. We got a minute and that's, a half on this. We got too. a minute and a half. The last, uh, the last strategy: live and flip. Live and flip. 
we got to make this like 45 seconds. Let's here. Here's the speed. The, the only difference is in the, on this one is you live in it. So you're not, so you're not worried about paying cash for the property. You don't have to do that. You can live in it. It's your primary residence. You fix it up while you're there. You're not rushed. You're, you know, your family isn't um, seeing you missing every weekend, every evening of the week, working on the property, going over there, talking with contractors constantly. It's your home and you're kind of living in a project, but if you can deal with that, this is a great method because you, you can buy it as primary. We talked about the advantages of that. And then on the market, lump sum, lump sum return when it's all done. If you're a single guy or girl and you know how to, um, you're like a contractor, you're handy, this could be the perfect opportunity. Now, you also might be living in a war zone. So sometimes it looks like your kitchen, you know, an atomic bomb went off in there. Everything's torn apart. But if you're okay with living in that, you have that kind of mindset, hey, more power to you. More power to you. All right. We're like out of time here. We're, so we're, we're out of time. So we got to wrap this up. Let's chat next week. Are we going to have, are we going to have part three? Shall, shall, uh, we, shall, we leave, shall we leave it there and we'll find out next week? We'll find out next week. You guys are just going to be surprised. <laughs> here we go. All right, man. Talk to you soon. See you, man. Bye. Peace.